It's Feature Friday, and we have two HBCU students who founded their own sports marketing agency, Raw Sports Marketing. Oh, yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one. Daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south texas southern alum and former tsu herald sports editor thank you for going on this journey with me making locked on hbcu your first listen of the day every day and remember just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over you can follow me on twitter at south exclusives and listen i'm here and i'm proud i'm very proud because we have two young men from texas southern my alma mater who created their own sports marketing agency. Let's talk to them about the origins and how everything has been moving since they created it. Now I got with me Andre Gibbs, Ty Manuel. I'm very excited to have these two guys on here. Y'all see, I pulled out my nice Texas Southern polo because we got a couple of TSU students. And I think that age, because I didn't say graduates, I think that age is what makes this so special, man. Just go ahead and introduce yourself and say what your classification is before we get any deeper. Uh, my, like you said, my name is Todd Manuel. I'm a junior here at Texas Southern Sports Management and major. I'm planning on going to very good Marshall once I get my undergrad. My name is Andre Gibbs. Uh, I am a junior right now, and my major is accounting. Man, you see that? That's two juniors doing big things. Like We're going to get into this, but first, let's start off at the beginning. The origins. How does raw sports marketing even begin? It all began with um, like uh, so it was a marketing company at first. So raw authenticity, we're able to see uh, you know which businesses, local businesses in Houston needed marketing. Uh, and then uh, I played football at TSU, Texas Southern. I seen a need uh for uh, sponsorships. And kids getting a uh, name, name, image, and likeness deals. And then I met Ty at the uh, Spring Fest. And culture so, Fest. The culture, culture, yeah, culture Fest, Spring Fest, same thing. Nah, Culture Fest was because of um, College Hill. Yeah. So yeah, Spring, yeah. Fest, Spring Fest is going to happen regardless, but Culture Fest, Fest happened specifically integrated, integrated together. for College Hill. Shout out to them for that. Um, but yeah, met him there, and then uh, we just put our brains together, and then we just started structuring NIL deals. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing at first, and then uh, the moment that we had caught on to the idea that obviously we could do something big with this, that's when we started, you know, to do more research and then started making sure that our P's and Q's were in order, T's were crossing out without it. Uh, meeting with lawyers, for example, like Jamal Hicks, uh, NFL agents and attorneys, and uh, having them as mentors and guiding us through this process has been amazing. And so to answer your question, that is exactly how Ross was marketing because we saw a, uh, a problem and a niche that we had to fulfill and we knew that we were going to be wants to do that. So I got to ask you this, Andre, you mentioned how you used to play football and we've talked about this before. When you seeing these deals rolling in and you, you putting these deals together for these athletes, does a part of you ever say, 
maybe I need to strap the pads back up and create a deal for myself. All the time. I get it, I get flight from him and I get flight from Mr. Body all the time for telling me uh to, to go back. Uh, I actually have two more years though. Uh again, thanks to Coach McKinney for letting me uh basically uh take time away from football to focus on my education and to focus on business. So um but if I if I wanted to go back, you know, if I train hard, I most definitely would be that would be a great combo. Being able to work on NIL deals and being able to play football as well too, that's amazing. So but yeah, it's, it's always uh that, that thought always recurred in my head. Like, man, should I go back? Should I go back? I still train to this day, regardless. So, if I'm ready or not, I'll be. Uh, yeah, but that time call, I'll be out there. You got the business side. I wouldn't be mad at you. Ty, did you used to play uh ball as well? Yeah, I stopped in JUCO. I played at Blend. Yeah, so, so, I guess I gotta ask you, as former athletes. When you're looking at the NIL deals and being the people behind the business side of it, do you sit there and say, I know what an athlete wants. Let's do it like this. Right. That I feel like that was the biggest reason why we got into this, because we started out as athletes. So by us having that experience and that knowledge of how an athlete thinks and how athletes move, um, we want to help out. We saw, like, like Andre said, we saw the need for it. And we didn't want our um, teammates, our former teammates, to, to get taken advantage of with NIL, you know, hitting the mainstream. So we wanted to make sure we had something set in place where an athlete that, that moves and thinks and acts just like how we used to act would be able to take advantage of this and not get taken advantage of. I love that. So we know that you guys are building something very successful, but I want you to take me back. And I'm about to tell you. I want to know what was your first venture in the business? And it could have been anything. I don't mean just as an, as an adult, it could have been anything like selling candy as a kid. I know I used to do that. That was like my first venture in the, into business. What was that for you guys? It was, uh, so Ty and I both had went to Lamar high school. Um, okay. Lamar high school is a pretty big school in Houston. Six, uh, a a lot of kids. So we had, we still again, we seen a market for it. We sold snacks in high school, obviously yeah. because it's a big high school. Uh, a lot of rich kids. The family give them money, twenty dollars every single day, and so they're, they're going to spend that twenty dollars regardless, no matter what. Right. Uh, seeing that the snacks that Lamar High School had offered were subpar, and we just wanted to fill that void. I sold slutty brownies at high, in high school. We sold chips and candy, candy chips, yeah, sodas, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> whatever I can sell. Gatorade, Gatorade. Teacher, we it got so bad we we were selling to the teachers. We yeah. selling snacks to the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, I feel you. I used to have a teacher used to buy uh, snacks from. Me, used to give me some extra. Man, I like your hustle. Just go ahead and keep sure. keep doing it. I remember them days. Now, tell me, how do you get from being the candy man in school? First off, were y'all selling together? Y'all had beef? Were y'all competing with each other? Nah, nah. I mean it's four thousand. So yeah, it's four thousand. So big, it's like it's almost four thousand students. So yeah. okay, I mean it, it when it, you have a whole other side of the school that they they need snacks and stuff, and you be on the whole other side of the school. There's there's no competition. You stay on your side, I stay on my side. But <laughs> how do we get from being the Lamar Candy Man, the Drink Man, the anything y'all need, whatever I got it? How do you go from being that to now getting into raw sports marketing? Um, I feel like, of course, it's a lot of studying. You have to learn the business. You have to learn your market that you're in. But 
the the entrepreneurial mindset was always there. Us always wanted to work for ourselves and not have to take orders or um, work for anybody else. That played a big factor in it. So I feel like the entrepreneurship was all, already there. We just had to incorporate, you know, what actual industry we want to get into and dominate that industry and learn how to learn how to maneuver through that industry. That's really really about it. It really starts with your mindset. If you have a if you have a mindset to, to become an entrepreneur, then I mean you just have to learn where you fit in and in, in, in the grand scheme of things and go from there and, and learn how to maneuver and operate from there. Before we continue with the interview, I want to tell you about Bet Online because Bet Online is the number one place for all of your sports wagering. Football season is here. We had preseason action last night, and y'all know I'm over the moon when it comes to actually being able to watch football. Now it's time to put some money down on it. If you want to bet anything over it, whether it's how many games your team's going to win, whether your team is going to win on a week-by-week -week basis, because we talk about the full season, but also once the season gets going, you can also put some money down on each game. Bet Online has the best odds of anywhere you can find. If you want to do MLB, uh, NBA, NHL, they are all their esports and combat sports. Bet Online is the most versatile because they have everything covered that you can imagine. In addition to that, they are also the fastest and easiest. Way to wage on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. As we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day in today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, who has you covered with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I have Andre and Ty still with me as we continue talking about the progression and what kind of clients they get at Raw Sports Marketing. Business is a wide Field. I can name five different parts of business, and I still wouldn't be close to listing all of the things that you can get into there. But why sports marketing of everything else? Why is this the thing that you guys landed on? That's his major. His major sports marketing. I, I actually had a more. I have a marketing firm, uh, so we're able to kind of put those together, and they can coincide in, into one entity, and that's World Sports Marketing. Being able to uh, not only help out the student athletes and structure NIL deals, but also being able to a service to a business for them to capitalize off the off using the student athlete on their platform or vice versa. So that's that's what a lot of people tend to kind of negate is that you have to also not only get the student athlete paid, but you need to help the business to see results of their sponsorship as well too. All right, and to, I feel like to get back to your question on how how do we come up with with raw sports marketing i feel like too like you said we both started out as athletes so just being an athlete and understanding the business of football business of basketball business of sports period it's a whole nother side of it than just actually playing the game playing the game is just you know the start and you have um a whole entire industry on the opposite side that actually is participating indirectly into the game um would that be via coaches general managers uh, owners administration um, compliance athletic directors so it, it's a lot of it's a whole other side to sports other than the actual participating you know in the actual event itself 
it's a whole business outside of that. And once I felt like once I started looking towards that, that's what really pushed me or motivated me to actually want to get into the industry. Because I always wanted to be around sports. I always wanted to be in the game, but I knew I couldn't play forever. Mm-hmm. Even if I made it to the highest level of NFL, I still want to be inside the game or be active with the game after that. So just by me starting to look at that and understanding that aspect of it, that really helped it as well. That really helped us make a decision as well. So now that you have been on that other side that you're speaking about, how have your eyes been open to that? Because you've been the athlete, you know, for the, pretty much the majority of your life, you've been the athlete, but now you're on that business side, that other side that you were just referencing. What's the difference? Um, The difference, I would say, is um, it's a lot of um, – I, I, w- I don't want to say – I don't want to be negative in, about it, but it's a lot of um, – things that the athletes are not taking advantage of that the business is the business side is um and it's not on the athletes it's not the athletes fault because they don't know about it it's not the athletes fault at all it's um people like us and and the agents and people that surround those athletes to actually open their eyes to um marketing to their value as a as an actual player and as a human being outside of that you know I feel like athletes, they're, they they box themselves in a lot. And because they box themselves, they don't do it on purpose, but because they're so embedded into their sport and into their craft that they are kind of sheltered. You know, that's all they really think about. That's all they, they are worried about is because they want to be the best at that. So, and because that that's happening with the athletes, the business takes advantage of that. They, um, you know, it's, it's we can go deep into like all of <laughs> Just all of the, the actual issues going on, but it's a lot of things that you know. I feel like the athletes need to wake up to and understand their value as well, and um, you know, and correct that. I feel like that's what we're trying to do as well. Just here to give you the raw side of it. Yeah, the raw, yeah, the real raw. So, so you said something about them being human beings, right? And clearly they are, but sometimes. I mean, in media, it's not treated as such, right? They're not treated as human beings. But when looking at the NIL deals, how personalized are these deals? How much are you looking and saying, okay, Andrew Body likes this, so we're going to make sure he gets a deal like that? Or is it just, we need to go ahead and get Andrew Body a deal. Let's go ahead and pair him up with this team or this uh, company. What's that so, like? Uh, uh, and it's intricate. It's, it's intricate. You have to think about it. And it's very delicate because it's marketing. It's also image and PR as well, too, for the company. Right. So you have to think about um, does an athlete fit the needs and criteria of this company in this campaign? So it's not just about oh here here's an athlete, just throw you an athlete, you do whatever you need to do. That I know we're basically partnering with the business and having to structure nil deals and campaigns that align with both the business and the athlete, like how people view them per se. Again, in public relations too. So let's say if um, Andrew, for example, Andrew has hair, so he has like braids, uh, and he wants to partner with uh, um, a hair rep company. That would be great because he had it matches with him as well too. So it's it's all about just knowing the the need and wants of the, of the athlete and needs and wants of the company and line those up together to actually structure an IO deal in the campaign. Right. So in short, we every deal, every deal has to every be personal, every deal has to be personalized between the business and the athlete. 
We not just inputting because of the check or because of status. No, we're gonna make sure this deal represents the business and also the athlete in the best possible way. I'm with it. So we talked about bodies, one of your bit more high profile clients, but it's more football players and it's a it's a volleyball player, right? Or is it soccer? And then also soccer. a basketball player. Is it soccer? Um, women's soccer, women's basketball. Wow. We're working on signing a volleyball athlete right now. Um, we have two two um, track and field mm-hmm. on the way, um, two track and field athletes on the way. So, I mean, we're so, getting real diverse with those sports. Yeah, so when I'm looking at them, right, I see it's majorly football, but then you have a couple of things, and it sounds like you're trying to expand even there within the sports realm. But what about distance, right? I know you have somebody at Sam Houston, but for the most part, you're in the Houston area. Is this something that at the moment you're looking to grow outside of the city? Or are we just trying to get a bunch of people in Houston and then see what happens a little bit down the line? We need people in Houston. So the thing is, we'll be able to get more people down the line. But after we captivate and, and uh, lock down our city, then we'll be able right. to push out further. I see a lot of agencies, they'll want to get kids in California and Texas and stuff like that. But you also have to think about it at the end of the day. If you're if you're an agent and you're all you're located in New York, per se, right? And you have an athlete that's located in Texas, how are you gonna captivate that that audience and that target and that market down here when you're all the way in New York? So we want people to facilitate and structure deals while we're not in the States. And in order to do that is to make sure that we create a structure and create a foundation and plan around that in Houston and then we can stretch out further to other cities and things like that like that in that nation because we have a blueprint per se. And I feel like other people aren't just, they're not focusing on that. They're just focusing on just getting deals, 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 deals. But let's say you do a deal as an agent, right? Or as an agency. And all of a sudden, um, the numbers aren't great for the business. Now you burnt the bridge with the business. Now you have to go to other, it's a, it's a lot of business out there, but why not have build a relationship and a partnership with a business so that you can now, not only that one student athlete can get deals, but the rest of your roster can do the deals as well too. Yeah, yeah I support so I, that. And go ahead. No, I was just saying we we really started with um like I said, we really started this because we want to help the guys that we were forming teammates with that are still playing college. So of course we have guys that go to Sam, guys that go to North Texas, but a, a lot of these guys are originally from Houston. So they still have a base of fan base um a support down here in Houston as well. So even if they playing in Missouri or um, University of Texas, they're still they still have a base here in Houston as well, a following here in Houston. So um, yeah, and Houston is a huge city. If right. you wanted to just stay in Houston, there is a lot of opportunities that can be made in Houston. So I completely support that. We're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU discussing the future of NIL deals and how this has changed the college landscape over the last year. Now, I wanted to ask you, what is the future of NILs? This is still relatively new. Um, what is the future of NILs in your mind? It's the future. Um, whether you like it or not, it's a new marketing scheme. Um, marketing should be every business's biggest budget as far as um like I say, I say this all the time. Um, you can have the best donut, the best product in the world, but 
if nobody knows where to find that product or where to get that product, it's pointless. So that's where marketing plays the, the biggest factor at, is getting exposure and, and, and expanding your brand. And with NIL, this is just a new tool and a, a very useful and valuable tool to use because it's colleges in every market. It's colleges and college students in every market. So to sum all of that down, it's about the boom, baby. It's about yeah, the boom. It's about to take off. <laughs> it's just give, yeah, it's give, it, give it some time. Give some time. Um, a lot of businesses, around 77%, the survey that we had done out of 317 businesses that we surveyed, 77% of business, like local business owners are setting aside budgets for NIL. So, and that says a lot when it comes, and it's local businesses. Like, you have to know, you have to now factor in nationally known business and globally known businesses. Well, so, I mean, every, most major businesses have already incorporated sports marketing into their marketing, right. which would be a professional athlete. Um, you see commercials with Aaron Rodgers. I know, met, yeah, you see all type of commercials using athletes, but they're on a professional level. Now, by you being able to use college athletes, you now narrow that, that broadness down that, that market to a direct audience, you know, colleges. You know, mm -hmm. Now you have a college audience of college. You have somebody that's impactful on a campus, it has impact through alumni, has impact through fans. And so that, that that's um, something that's very pivotal and important to, to help market a business, having a direct audience to target. And y'all are both juniors. So you were in school for, I think, a year, maybe two, before NILs became a thing. See, I was, I was out, so I don't know. But from a collegiate standpoint, or being in college, I should say, what are some of the things that you've seen that have changed since NILs have been around? Oh my God. Well, at first, um, <laughs> I started, I started a company, a uh, fashion line. I wasn't able to sell clothes, like due to the fact that, you know, it had my name in it. So, um, and that, that, that was terrible. But like now seeing that student athletes are able to partner with third parties and vendors and things like, things like that to now launch their lines, launch their websites. That's amazing. Because they're able to now, uh, instead of auntie giving them thirty dollars here, here or thirty dollars, they can go buy a shirt and support them as well too, while receiving a product. And that's that's amazing. And also, it teaches the the, the student athlete about business, about managing your money, about LLCs, about trademarks, about you know legal 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 jargon you have to learn. You know, so it's like that's something that a lot of kids a year prior to this. They didn't know anything about and now that is it's, it's kind of like how when um it's kind of like when when, when a new president comes into office per se and all of a sudden everybody wants to be politically woke now it's like this now now everyone is like business savvy everyone knows about you know tech everyone knows about finances everyone knows about nil like but again for the student athletes if, it, if anyone listening please filter through the nonsense and make sure that you know exactly what you want to get yourself into before you sign any contract. So, but yeah, that's, that's just amazing. Like seeing that transition from, you know, not knowing anything from ignorance now to uh, people knowing about NIL and the whole landscape about it. But then, and then I think it's just, it's past NIL too. It's going into financial literacy. It's going into generational wealth and how can you capitalize on your, your marketing, your value right now? Um, we, we have teammates, former teammates that have made it 
like I said, I'm, I'm just speaking on the guys that we know. We have mm-hmm. guys that have played college ball, even went on to play pro, you know, playing the league, NFL. And because they weren't able to really capitalize and utilize what they went to school for, they're now back at home. You know, so we want them to actually start looking and having their, their mind, you know, spinning while they're in college on life after that sport. What are you going to do after this? You know, and you're able to have money now, receive money, which we're not just saying, okay, we're going to give you money just being and blow off. No, we're going to start having you look at different assets, different things that you can invest in, different things that you might want to be a part of after you finish playing. So it's more so you're creating a, a whole um, mindset change with NIL as far as just with the student athletes as well, too. And we started it off talking about your about your youth. I want to end it talking about your youth as well. How do you feel being college students, actually being on campus and being in the same situations for those who are not on campus with you as the athletes you're representing is a benefit to you? Um, we, we want more personalized, of course, with the RTSU students that we have signed. We're able to see them more often. We can see them, you know, every day if we want to. Um, we try to spread the, the love around, make sure we, we hit everybody, talk to it. We keep over everybody at least once a week. You know, okay. We'll sit down, have a phone call, conversation, FaceTime with every one of our athletes at least once a week. Um, but, of course, you know, our TSU guys, um, even our U of H guys, they get, you know, a little, of course, a little bit more attention because we are here. Um, so we it's certain times when we can just, you know, we can just might be out riding and, we stop by business, you know, and create a deal right there. Go talk. We stop at a business, talk to the owner, and we're able to create something because we're we're here in Houston. But of course, we go. We um have to, we set up uh, times during the weekends where we might have to take a drive to Dallas or take a drive to Austin. And um, of course, like he like Andre said, we we are starting here in Houston, but we do plan on expanding to throughout Texas and then of course throughout the country. I appreciate you guys. So before we get out of here, because this is something monumental, guys, I don't know if you guys quite understand how big it is that we have two HBCU students who are building a successful sports marketing agency. But this is major. And I want to make sure that they're able to keep in touch with you, keep track with what you guys are doing. So give them the socials where they should check you out, personal business, whatever you guys want to get into. Um, My Personal page, of course, is Tyler Hero, um, but you can follow our main page at Raw Sports Marketing, um, our website, rawsportsmarketing.com. Uh, okay. That's pretty much it. If you, if you need, if you want any business inquiries answered, uh, also it's Raw Sports, uh, smagmo.com. And then, um, just like Ty said, the Instagram is Raw Sports Marketing. I appreciate you guys. Like I told you before we get on here, y'all are the stars of the show, and y'all definitely captivated the audience best believe that so i appreciate you and good luck to everything you guys are doing sir i really appreciate this opportunity thank you so hopefully we'll see you doing homecoming (laughs) you will i'll be there i'll be there trust me 29th i'll be out there (laughs) much appreciation to my guys andre and ty listen you heard their social media handles at the end of the episode make sure you are following them following raw sports marketing they are doing big things and i'm happy these are two hbcu students current students who have created their own sports marketing agency in a time when this is one of the fastest growing parts 
of college athletics. So make sure you are doing that and continuing to make us your first listen of the day. Every day we'll be back to recap everything that has happened over the weekend on Monday because we are five days a week as the season begun, begins to get closer. Now, for your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out our conference shows, Locked on ACC, Locked on SEC, Locked on Big 12. Locked on is putting on great content, so make sure you're checking those shows out. In the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.